This episode is brought to you by Outdoor Class. Outdoor Class is an online video platform geared towards making you a better hunter. Watch instructional videos taught by hunting experts like Remy Warren, Randy Newberg, and Corey Jacobson. After the hunt, learn how to prepare your harvest from world-class wild game chefs like Hank Shaw and Jamie Tagan. Whether it's your first year hunting or you grew up doing it, Outdoor Class will take your skills up a notch. Use code EMPIRE20 at checkout to save 20% off. Visit OutdoorClass.com to learn more. Outdoor Edge introduces the all-new Razor Guide Pack. Coming in at 12 ounces and in a premium wax canvas roll pack for compact storage and travel, the Razor Guide Pack is seven blades in total, including a 5-inch replaceable blade folding knife, a 3-inch replaceable blade caping knife, and the flip-and-zip saw for wood or bone. Whether you're hunting the back 40 or chasing game deep in the backcountry, the Razor Guide Pack has it all. For more information, visit OutdoorEdge.com. This is the Houndsman XP Podcast. Good dog, get that bear. Get that bear in here. The original podcast for the complete houndsman. podcast that represents our lifestyle of extreme performance. Uniting houndsmen across the globe from east to west, north to south. You know, if you're going to catch a cat or a lion, you know, you have to have teamwork. We take you to the wildest places on earth. Yeah, so how many day, how many days a week do you spend on As much as I can, to be honest with you. Anytime that I get, I'm I'm out there. Join us for every heart pounding adventure on Houndsman XP. I'll tell you like I tell everyone else, I'm gonna hunt whether you're here or not, so you might as well be here. <laughs> Alright, on this uh this is a point blank. And we've got we've got me. Uh, your host, Chris Powell, for the Houndsman XP podcast. And then we've got a new let's let's save him for last. We got the the harebrained Seth Hall. What's up, everybody? It's good to be here. Rocking. Yeah. We got uh Lauren, you're next. You're gonna be next. You are uh the mother of chaos and our new web designer. That website is rocket. Oh, it looks so good. Oh my gosh. Yeah. She can't even hear us. We're gonna we're gonna mute her out of the conversation. So but hey, we've also got a new voice that's coming in to the podcast that you guys heard last Friday. And Chad Reynolds. How you doing, Chad? Doing great, man. Glad to be here. <laughs> yeah, we're glad to ha- we're glad to have you here. We're glad to have you here. So how do you, how do you uh, 
How'd you feel about uh, jumping on the mic and, and doing your first podcast? Uh, well enough, you know, I'm, I'm not definitely not shy about talking, um, but, you know, making sure to write the, <laughs> ask the right questions and stuff like that was, you know, was a little nerve wracking, but I, I'm doing all right. I think I'm doing okay. I got a lot to learn, but it wasn't horrible. So, I think you did great, buddy. That's why I ran all three of your episodes, your interviews. They were great. Good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They were all good. I like the mule guy that you guys started calling him donkeys and stuff. <laughs> yeah. That was hilarious, man. That guy's, that guy's a great guest. What was his he name again? Guest. Bruce Swanson. Bruce Swanson. He was, uh, he was an interesting guy to listen to. Yeah. He's done a lot of stuff and he's even got a, uh, he was telling me a little about about a a, a a lynx hunt where he loaded up his own dogs and drove three days up to British Columbia and did a, a successful lynx hunt with his own dogs in BC. You know, been so, there, done that. That was yeah. cool. Ooh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Took the sidehounds up and caught bobcats. No, no, I went to British Columbia and <laughs> caught stuff in the in the in the BC. <laughs> oh, you too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I went for Freedom Hunters That's event. Right. I did hear about that. Yeah, it was amazing. Uh, they hunt lynx there, um, but it's obviously mostly bears. But yeah, it was it was really cool. So, anyway. But yeah, <laughs> well, he, he is, had all kinds of cool stuff to talk about. He did. This is a point blank. This is a point blank episode. We'll recap some stuff, but I mean, it's pretty much anything goes for this thing. Hopefully, Lauren gets her sound fixed. Or Lauren, can you hear us? Oh, I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. Well, good. Good deal temporarily who knows there is a story <laughs> there is a story that we're gonna tell on this podcast oh no yeah well, yeah we are <laughs> yeah we are i don't know which story so you're you, talking about but you may you you just recently made a road trip to kentucky oh we're sharing that absolutely oh. this is the, yeah how, how do i keep it pg I don't know. You're gonna have to be creative. <laughs> oh, You're gonna have Lord. to be creative. Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh, okay. Yeah. I, I did recently go to Kentucky. Are we gonna talk about that now? Yeah. Let's just lay it out there while we got good connection. Okay. And uh, that way, if we, when we lose you later, well, at least we'll have this part. Recorded. Do you want to set it up, or do I just 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 have to start talking? Okay. I'll, I'll set it up. I'll set it up. So, Lauren has been waiting. I mean, she like checks Piper every day. Piper, Piper, it's gonna come in heat. Piper, Piper I can't go on this trip because Piper might come in heat. I'm not sure when Piper is coming in heat. Well, Piper came in heat finally. Piper came Hallelujah. in heat. Hallelujah. Yeah. Piper came in heat, and then it was like you know the whole time it's been like I don't know what stud dog I'm gonna breed to. I I really want to breed her. I don't. Maybe I'll breed to this stud dog. This stud dog. And you picked Crash. I did, yeah. Racket Ridge Crash out of Kentucky, and in typical Lauren Branny fashion, you just loaded up and drove eight hours yeah, on a you on know, a whim, like pretty much, yep. yeah. So I had been tracking, and I do track her heat cycles in the Hound Log, um, the Stick Bow, um, Canine Medical Records. I track all my dogs' heat cycles, but you know, you know it's kind of a window about when they're going to come in. So yes, I'm like, she might come in heat. I don't know. Blah, blah, blah. So yeah, I know. Yeah. They just make fun of me. Um, but anyway, she finally came in heat. She's going to be five years old in November. I, before this, 
made sure she was proven. You know, I've gotten her confirmation championship, her bench championship. She's a really good hunter, both on bear and coon. So I felt at that point she was worthy to breed for me. I like her characteristics. I liked her family line, all of that. Um, and I found out about Crash, and I've actually learned more about him randomly from talking to other people, but I found out from him about him from Chris. Um, and got Piper a breeding exam, um, like at the vet here to make sure she was like healthy enough and everything to breed. And I know that's not like typical coonhound people stuff. And I kind of went over and above for this, but it just makes me feel better. Like she's got her OFA and all that too. Anyway, she was in heat and it was only. We're going to charge you an advertisement space for right, this okay. litter of puppies. Yeah. This is kind of a long story. <laughs> it was day eight and I forgot that I had left Ridge tied out on my crab apple tree. And I was like out feeding dogs or doing something. And then all of a sudden I look and I'm like, no. And Ridge was mounting Piper and she was just standing perfectly. I'm like no no get off get off and nothing happened um but it was day eight sure. <laughs> they didn't lo- no nothing happened um he was still injured that at that point it was a rough go um but i'm like wow it's early so i messaged tyler and i'm like i guess i'm leaving today so i literally just packed up piper drove my truck down to milwaukee got my brother's car and left and thankfully, my friend was around to feed and water my dogs while I was gone. Drove down to Kentucky and met this guy at his house. And I had never bred a dog before. So I walk up. I got I to gotta describe Tyler and Allie before you get too far into this thing. Okay. Well, you 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 talk. You, you go ahead and then I'll add. No, your description of him is good. I, from what Tyler, you said. Ty, yeah, Tyler is... A great guy. I mean, super guy. He's a very un- unassuming guy, uh, but he's country boy. We're all country boys, you know. We we we've seen cows, you know, bull breeding a cow. We've seen a horse breeding a uh, you know a, a horse. And, yeah, and it's nothing nothing new. But uh, he's also uh, he's also very soft spoken. And, um, very, so you're under the radar. Yes. That's a good way to describe Tyler is very under the radar. Uh, I've never met anybody that doesn't like Tyler. Uh, so it's not, it's nothing like that. It's, it's, it's one of those deals that I can just imagine that the story you're getting ready to tell. He's got be a better story. I'm extremely sure. Extremely awkward. <laughs> yeah. It was really awkward. <laughs> I mean, I, this guy has steers. He's got a feed story, you know, he's watched his dog breed a hundred females. I don't know. Yeah. But this is the first time this has happened. (laughs) (laughs) So take it away. I show up in like some little Mazda car. It's like, I don't know, seven o'clock at night. And I pull up into the gravel driveway and I'm like, Hey, and I'm like, so where do we do this? (laughs) And I walk into like, he's got a really (laughs) nice kennel set up and he kind of shows me around and, I let Piper go potty and stuff and then he brings Crash out and then like all of a sudden they just like start doing things and this is all new to me. 
<laughs> um, when a daddy dog loves a mommy dog very much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm just like kind of looking at Piper. Oh, like you poor dog. And and uh, Crash is a little bit out of shape right now. And Piper, it and he. It was just such a contrast because Piper was in like bear running shape. Like you could see all of her ribs. Like she was just jacked in shape. Um, so we're trying to get these dogs to breed and it just wasn't working. Like he could not find the entry point. You know, he kept trying and she was standing for him and everything and it just was not working. And so we kept trying and trying and trying and we're like, okay, after like two hours, <laughs> of us trying we're like all right we'll give it a break so i drove to e-town elizabethtown and got a hotel and i did not know this was like some kind of drug den hotel but apparently it was and (laughs) yeah it was um and i didn't you're calling you're calling me from the hotel it's like i don't know this hotel is kind of you know dirtbag type motel it is funny and like I couldn't, the other places were like $160 a night and didn't allow pets. And it's just kind of what I was stuck with. And I'm like, well, you know, I've been in a lot, a lot worse. Like I've traveled alone to other countries and stayed in hostels, like with cockroaches on the floor. So I'm, I'll be fine. <laughs> um, yeah. So I got the hotel and then met him at the coon club and we drove from the coon club to his partner's house, um, Rocky. And we all have our coon lights on and then we're trying for another hour to get these dogs to breed. And he kept, it just, it wouldn't, the, the puzzle pieces wouldn't go together. It was like square, square peg, round hole. Um, they both wanted to. And she just wasn't as swollen as she normally gets. Well, yeah, they want to. <laughs> I mean, it's nature, man. Um, he could get it in. They just wouldn't, he w- couldn't get far enough and they could, wouldn't tie or he wouldn't knot up or whatever. This, the anatomy of a, a, a male dog is disgusting. She, okay. Let's, let's fast forward. We've only got an yeah, hour okay. for this. <laughs> yeah. Fast forward. So, didn't get her bread that night. The next day I went to an hour and a half to Lexington to a vet to get her checked and progesterone tested. Cause I'm like, what if we're just like totally off here? Yeah. So I paid $98 to get her progesterone tested, drove three hours round trip. And they were like, you know that P, P there's a, uh, international canine sperm bank, right? Right there at Pee Wee Valley. It's like 40 minutes. It's at least th- probably 30 minutes away from where you were at. They could have done that progesterone test right there. Well, that's where the, he was. That's where he was collected. So that's just where I went. Yeah, Any, I got you. Anyway, drove back. I get a call from them. They're like, her progesterone's eight point four. Breed her Friday and Saturday. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I just hung out, went to barbecue, brought her out to the porch at the barbecue place, and just enjoyed myself. And the next day, I'm like, well, today's your day, Piper. Today is your day. But at the vet. I thought ahead and I was like, so what if this doesn't work? Can I have an AI kit? So they gave me and like just a Ziploc bag, a plastic sleeve, a syringe and a pipette. And that's it. No instructions. But I look at. Did you get only get one sleeve? One sleeve. Yeah. 
Wow. Yeah. And so I look at the lady, I'm like, so how do I do this? And she's like, well, the pipette, like just insert it like kind of up and, and you'll find the right way to go. And that's all she told me. When a pipette loves a doggy very much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Six inch long plastic pipette. So I went, I went back to the hotel and I watched like one YouTube video and like read a little bit and that's all I had to go on the next day. So I arrive, it's like eight 30, nine o'clock in the morning. I'm like, well, and I, we decided we're just going to try this once normally. And if it doesn't work, then we're going to go to my method. Well, we had to end up going to my method and, um, I had to do it all myself. Tyler, who was like, let's, let's describe this. I am. I'm getting there. <laughs> yeah. So when you Tyler, started off with my method, I'm like, rut row. <laughs> <laughs> so Tyler is just standing there because he's never done You and Crash before. became very intimately connected familiar, familiar with one another. Very intimately familiar. So Piper was basically a teaser at this point. So you, she would get him all excited. And then I was there to finish the excitement. (laughs) And you put the sleeve over him and (laughs) you like hold it there. And then like, whoa, 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 whoa. What? All right. I got to ask a question right now. So what do you mean you put the sleeve over after? I mean, you, the sleeve was in, installed on his member before you started your job, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking. Woo! But at this Here we go. But before that, the you know, 90 times before that that we tried to get them to breed, both Tyler and I had touched it, ungloved and had stuff all over our hands. Oh god. <laughs> It's part of it. Like it's just it is. It is. is. And it was a yeah, but touching dog wieners is weird. Yeah. (laughs) Um. I never thought I'd be this close to a dog in my life. We've all Um, exactly. (laughs) So, um, the consistency of it is very weird too when it comes out. Uh, Let's uh, yeah, it's real stringy and stuff like that. No, but let's. It was watery. We have gone so far into the weeds and the seeds, apparently. (laughs) Oh my gosh, this is going to be like R-rated. I'm trying to doggy porn. So anyway, Chad is like, "What have I signed up for?" (laughs) Yeah, and I and I realize that he's going, and and I'm like, I like, I think I told Tyler, like, just hold him there, like, just make sure he doesn't move, just hold him there. So I'm like, I feel like I have Piper, or he with one hand and the other hand is on Crash's member with the sleeve and it's happening. And I ended up doing this three, three times with him. Um, so the first time I looked at it, I pulled, you know, we were done and I looked at the sleeve and the light and I had read, like, if it's a little yellow, it's tainted like with urine. And I looked at it, I'm like, I don't know. I think it's a little yellow. We should try again. So we let him rest. And then I went again and Crash is like, heck yeah, I like this Wisconsin <laughs> Best girl. Best job ever. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you should, I knew I liked these Yankees. I need to move north. I think they need to send me more city girls. Anyway, <laughs> um, so the second round, I looked at it. I'm like, well, we're just going to use this because that's just what's going to happen. So I like rolled down the sleeve so I could get close enough to the bottom and pulled it out with a syringe and... 
like was like okay i guess this this is what i do now so i then i put it in her and um the youtube video and from what the vet said i got it up at the right angle like it went in and everything and i inserted it or pushed the plunger really slow but the the youtube video told me to like have your finger in there too like with the pipette to because the female like contracts normally on the male (laughs) you guys are dying (laughs) so i just stand there like i am like i'm so sorry piper i am so sorry and she's just looking back at me like i'm not sure if i should like this or hate this (laughs) who have you become that's what she's saying (laughs) yeah this is animal abuse. I'm reporting you to the HSUS. <laughs> no kidding. Um, no kidding. So we finished that, and like she's such a chill girl that she just hung out. Like she didn't do anything weird. And I just put her in the car, and she laid down. Um, so then I had to collect him one more time because I was like, I wasn't even. I was supposed to stay one night. I ended up staying two nights, and. I'm like, I need to get home. I want to go home. So I collected him. Imagine. And <laughs> I was like, I need to get away. People are going to start rumors Tyler about me. Tyler probably wanted you to go home too. Yeah. <laughs> so I crashed it not though. <laughs> <laughs> they want me to return again. I'm sure he does. That sucker probably chases little Mazda cars all over. Kentucky, you know? It's like, that's her. That's her. Yeah, forget the the furry four legged ones. I want I want the one that's got light skin and a Mazda. <laughs> um, Don't we all? <laughs> <laughs> so I collected it again, and I didn't have like anything to put it in but the syringe. But it was like a lot of stuff, so we ended up filling two syringes up. He had an extra one, and I had a steak and shake cup. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so so i put this oh syringe. my god <laughs> you didn't have a cooler to put it in no. so you put it in a steak and shake yes cup. a styrofoam steak and shake cup put it on ice and then i went to the gas station down the road on my way home and took took two more styrofoam cups for extra insulation and added some more ice and just started hauling back home yeah, and, I, and getting pulled. Get did you get pulled over anywhere? No. Excuse me, ma'am. What's in the cup? No, sir. You're not. You're not gonna believe me. But, <laughs> but <laughs> I was so hungry. By the time I got home, it was like dinner time on Saturday night, and I normally go out to the town bar once a week. So I was like, oh, I'll just go to the Iron Ridge Inn. So I went in there, but I'm like, I'm not leaving Steak and Shake in my truck in the. <laughs> oh. So I brought the cup in. No, you no. I wait. Excuse me. Can you put this in your refrigerator for a few minutes? Well, almost. That's all. But they're like Lauren, no carry-ins. Lauren, no carry-ins. And I'm like, Jesse, it's not a carry-in. I I swear to God, it's not a carry-in. You don't want to know what it is, but I just need a little bit of ice. Can I have a cup of ice? So they weren't too happy about that. They. And I just dumped a little ice in and put it on the floor next to me. And uh, brought her the next day, too. Forward planning, my friend. (laughs) Well, I I just, 
I did not know we were going to get this crazy and wild. Famous last words. <laughs> yeah. So no wonder, no wonder Tyler has been hasn't been responding to my text. <laughs> He's like, thanks a lot for that referral. <laughs> right. If another Mazda shows up on my land, I'm out of here. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I see another Mazda come in. They're going to meet bullets coming up the driveway. Oh, gosh. Not happening. I feel absolutely horrible. But, hey, if it works, then it works. And if it doesn't, then it wasn't meant to be, I guess. Chad, you ever AI'd a dog before? Yeah, quite, quite a few times. Did you use your steak and shake or your big gold? I, I, I feel like I... Yeah. I, I it would have been better with a big gold. I know. It's like, so you they're not as, they're not as, they're not as, oh gosh, they're not insulated though. Mm, <laughs> of course. Yes. When Circle K came up with their designs, keeping but, dog semen cold was definitely on their mind for the big gulp. You know what I, I mean? mean? Yeah. Cr Crash's, capa Crash's capacity is definitely big gulp though. Oh God. He has <laughs> red terrible. cheeks. I don't care if he's a blue tick. He has red cheeks right now from bashfulness. <laughs> yeah. yeah he's like i can't believe you're telling my story oh man when you told me that story i was like we are we have got to talk about this on the podcast and you over delivered because we got more detail on on this episode because you than, didn't know about the restaurant well i kind of wanted to just cut it off because i knew it'd be a wild and crazy story but one day we're why does this we're gonna ask laura Go the ahead. story one day and she's gonna be like it went splendidly everything went according to plan i got exactly yes. what i needed and i went home yeah. it was she lovely had, she had eight <laughs> yeah everything was great and then she had eight perfect puppies and they all turned out <laughs> exactly exactly yep. this is just the beginning of the catastrophe of chaos i think that is doomed me so yeah unbelievable i'm glad you, you stayed in long enough you know stayed stayed in the podcast long enough here to to share the story and That's i didn't epic. even get any bourbon i was on the bourbon trail and couldn't even stop for any bourbon it was ridiculous i mean that's that's some serious dedication for you know five years into it i don't i don't know man that's 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 wild Chad, how many you AI a lot of females? Oh, I I have a lot. I, with my little terriers, I was trying to breed them a slightly larger than standard for for hogs, and some of the lines I crossed in were much larger than some of the female terriers I had. So, yeah, I got I got pretty good at it. I <laughs> I had a trick with a with a nitrile glove and a syringe, and it was it was a pretty Pretty straightforward <laughs> operation. I never quite factored in the steak and shake cup, but uh, I'll put hey, one in my kit though. Chad, I got a serious question ready. for you. What's up? What? Okay, so when we were kids, I grew up with this guy who had mastiffs, and as a joke, he held up his pug to the mastiff, and the mastiff <laughs> had three puppies that were half pug, half English mastiff, and but I've never done it the other way around. Where, oh, and by the way, those puppies, they just look like miniature bull mastiffs. I'm not joking. They were like 35, 40 pounds full grown, and they look just like a bull mastiff, but tiny. But I, So the male was a pug, you're saying? The male, the male was a pug, was and pug. we held Pugsy up to the back of Tunis, the mastiff, <laughs> and we just like held him there. And he, and so, that is this some is, backyard breeding. Ah, 
ah, we're rednecks. That same day, I had a hand crossbow, and we ran out of arrows because we lost them all. So I loaded a steak knife into it, and when I shot the crossbow, the air took it, and it flew up and knocked his window out. And then we held Pugsy up to the Mastiff. So it was just a day of insanity. But anyway, so but my question really is, what is the limitation in reverse? Because that's another thing we were thinking, too, because you had a male Mastiff, and we were like, I mean... What's the smallest dog it could breed? Yeah, so like if you're AIing a female, do you have to be very careful about those considerations of her having puppies that are way too big, or will she like deliver I've them gone, early? Do you know? Yeah, I've gone, I've gone forty pound stud to thirteen pound female before. Whoa. Okay. And but natural you're talking, birds. A, you're talking. Was it AI or natural breeding? AI. No, there was no yeah. way that was happening. Yeah. Natural yeah. And so yeah. Right, that's what I was wondering. Mother nature takes care of that. Yeah. I mean, now I don't to... know, you know, how much further you can go, you know? Um, well, when you talk about like the pug to the, the mastiff, you're breeding like two different, totally different body structures. And I mean, personally, I don't think that's right to do in general, that big of a difference. <laughs> but well if you salt yeah you yeah. monster oh my well monster. body structures don't matter because people breed like <laughs> breed like working dogs to sight hounds and sight hounds look like chupacabra aliens they have like way different body structure than like a collie or a pit bull and people breed them all the time yeah i mean they're dogs right they're still dogs that, that... well i think i think the part that might leave is this was no for no other purpose than for the entertainment of some prepubescent teenagers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it's responsible. <laughs> I'm just saying it's what happens when 15-year-old boy, bored boys who don't have cell phone or internet are like, hey, hey, you want to see something funny? Burr. And he did it. We were like, whoa, Pugs, he's a badass. You know? <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I thought it was it's amazing. Better, it's, be it's better than going to Tijuana, I guess. Also, also, those puppies sold instantly. They were, they, second he told people that they were half Mastiff, half Pug, they were gone. So I'm not they giving anyone any ideas. I'm just saying they went to good homes. That's all I got to say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, like I said, I've done, I've done 40 to 13 once and I've done 40 to 15. Like, and how'd they end up? Like, does she have times. a large litter or does she have a smaller litter? Like, no, yeah, at least the yags I've bred generally don't like around five, you know, plus or minus one. Okay. Um, and but that's it, impressive, even for a dog that's yeah, that's awesome. And all natural births, never a single complication. You know, you have a stillborn every now and then, but like everything worked itself out just fine. You know, hmm. wow. AI is one of those things in the hound world that people still think it won't work. You know, we've been AI in pigs and horses, horses and everything yeah. since the early well, early seventies. We're and, just that um, far behind. It's like, it's like, it's like. Oh, I want live live cover. Well, you know, I, I've heard that AI doesn't work, and uh, you know, different things like that. But the female is the one that controls all that. Nature takes care of that. They're not, you know, she's not going to try to implant a hundred and sixty pound mastiff puppy in her uterus. You know, it it all works. You out. don't think so? It always does. Like you don't think she'd biologically take that sperm seriously? Like I'm 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 no 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 no. no, no. Like, no, I'm saying, I'm saying, she's not going to have a, tw a ten pound puppy. If oh, I see. Yeah, she would just deliver dog. faster. You know, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. She's, you know, so she's not going to try to give birth to five. Nature takes care I of see. that, you know, and and nature takes care of it the other way too, because there's no way a hundred and sixty pound mastiff could breed a twelve pound. 
Pug. Well, I forget I forget yeah. the name of the True. guy he told me about, but Tyler said, yeah, this guy that lives around here that's got like super really good walker dogs, like PKC walker dogs, he AIs all the time. And then after I did it, he was like, wow, this was actually really easy. Maybe we this this wasn't that bad. And I kind of looked at him and now thinking back, I'm like, it was easy for you because you didn't do anything. I had to do it all. <laughs> yeah. Well, when I took jazz down there easy, and bred. But it was easy, but it was really easy. Yeah. When I took jazz down there and bred, then um, Crash is a larger dog. And, um, you know, I had to support jazz and different things like that. But I'm telling you, man, the science is out there. And we've been doing it for a long time. And, and AI and dogs is is not new science well and i learned that you can live ship like do a fresh collection and ship the semen and it stays good for five days so people don't need to spend all this money like let's say you've got a dog that you want to breed to in new york and you're in nevada you don't necessarily have to get um frozen semen shipped because i asked how much that was and it was like a thousand dollars plus two hundred dollars for the vet because of the container that it gets shipped in. So if you can do a fresh collection and then just ship it in this little box, you're going to save a lot of money and we can, you know, spread our blood out more. And that's, that's right. chilled, not frozen, right? Cor- yes. Correct. Yeah. 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 As long as you don't freeze it, it's relatively easy. I mean, the main thing is just don't put any air in with mm-hmm. the package. And I like to heat it up to room temperature. I got to, trick i'll stick it under my armpit and hold it there and i you know that's kind of the right usually temperature i just get the big gold, it. you know what i mean and just swish <laughs> yeah, it around big. just get it warm you know? yeah. yep. just... <laughs> put it in a little pipette you know i, and I think i'm gonna have to get a, a special cup that'll just be my my collection cup <laughs> you know on, on red to... bubble on red bubble you can get your very own yes <laughs> <laughs> HXP. This is why we hired you. Insulated. <laughs> we need, insulated we need a cup on there called the HXP Big Gulp. There it is. <laughs> Outer Agenda, I hope you're listening. <laughs> Make it graphic. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> All right, let's... So what's the over under what on if Piper's bread? Like how like do we think it actually worked or what? <laughs> I'm gonna say if... yes. I have a fifty fifty. <laughs> You're a fifty fifty? I'm gonna say yes. I'm leaning yes, just because I'm gonna say she loves you and she worked out for you. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> like... Yeah. <laughs> Chad, what do you say? Is, is, uh, it, you know, you did the progesterone testing and, you know, you used like a pipette of at least, you know, like three inches. It was six inches in. and I left one inch out. And nothing came out? No. Then I think you got it. It's generally that easy. Yeah. Well, I find out at the yeah. very end of September, so. I've always found, go? I've always found people to rush it go too early you know and mm-hmm. you miss it going too early it's always better to wait a little longer and you know you sounds like you did it that's what they, i think you know, i did i think i, I went down and... there too early to begin with because she was shacking up with ridge 
and everything looked fine. But... <laughs> Shaq and oh my God. <laughs> uh, that wouldn't be trashy. a that wouldn't be a bad cross either. I I contemplated doing it later in her life. So yeah. Anyway, continuing on, that was my story. But I think we have more to tell about other things. Yeah, I think so. We, but that was too good to pass up. We burned up over half the show just talking about that. That was pretty amazing. So <laughs> it was, that was an epic story. I just couldn't pass it up. Yeah. Yeah. So, Chad, what do you think, man? <laughs> what do you think? We, we, we got to the point where we were talking about, and we shifted gears on you, but we we're talking about your debut as a, uh, as a host. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, one of the things that, that, a lot of people may not understand is when we're interviewing guests, we're trying to bring the guest story to the podcast. So a lot of times we just sit back and ask like real obvious questions because it's our responsibility to keep the conversation rolling and different things like that. So, uh, Chad, you, I mean, how was it to, to be the host, you know, instead of being the, the guy on the other side, getting, getting the, opportunity to share your knowledge it, it was interesting because i mean the guests you bring on you, you hunt them down and you find people that either you want to hear from and or other people would want to hear from so you, you definitely want to get it out of them and sometimes they want to talk you know and uh sometimes they're like me and want to talk too much you know and then other times they they don't you know they clam up a little bit so then you got to ask a lot of questions and I'm, I'm i'm learning the art of sometimes maybe asking a question that you might already have an opinion on just to get people to talk. So there's, there's a learning curve to it. I'm trying to, I'm trying to learn a lot of that, you know, and, and, and then think all the time about what the audience wants to hear, what they'd be interested in and trying to break down some of the things that might go over. You know, this isn't any kind of elitism, you know, everybody knows different things, you know, but uh, I've learned stuff through all the shows I've done so far. So like, but you know, try, if there's anything that I think, you know, might be hard, try and break it down. And, and then it's, it's, yeah, it's exciting. And then, but then not trying to make it too interviewee, you know? So I don't know. We'll get, we'll, we'll get there. In the meantime, if, as long as I bring some exciting people around and talk about exciting stuff, I, I my, my thought was I couldn't mess it up too much as long as well, I, you don't have to worry so much about what people I want can't. to hear. We just talked about dog semen in a cup for like 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. And I, I can't imagine, Chad, that you don't have exciting people around you. Yeah, so. that's oh, definitely true. <laughs> there, there, there's, there's a bunch of them. It's, uh, right now I'm kind of spoiled for choice, you know? Uh, so it's. When I first heard you, Chad, on the show, I was listening and I was cleaning my house. I stopped cleaning the house. I sat down and I listened to you talking about draws. And I knew you were a sighthound guy peripherally. I was like, this dude's mm-hmm. super interesting. And I want to talk to this guy more. So I hunted you down for a tailgate talk, talking about hair finder dogs. And uh, yep. man, the rest is history. The, the, ta- the patrons have heard this. So um, if you guys want to, this is just a shameless plug, but there's a lot of bonus material on the Patreon page. You guys, it's kind of behind the scenes, the whole saga of Chad. I believe I had to, I had to see what young people were saying. I I called the episode Giga Chad, which means a manly man of all men. And so there right. you go. 
Chad does it all. I'm just a lowly specialist. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, well, uh, yeah, check it out, you guys. And uh, all Patreon content in September is public. So I got an extension of All Mixed Up. Chad was such a beast for the Moving Critters episode that uh, we had so much content. We had an overabundance of Hauling Critters content. So uh, the Patreon page has got extensions, part twos, and extra segments from that episode. So, And we had some crazy cool guests. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to get that out there. I had to. I'm too excited to not share that stuff. Yeah, there was a lot of good stuff, like, you know, all the way from latches, the different types of dog box, bird dogs, sighthounds, you know, safety gates, latches, the whole bit. Yeah, there was a, there was a lot of fun stuff. All and the, and then the, 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 you know, the no box rig riding, you know? Yeah, and, and falcons yeah. too. All mixed up, I realized the last two episodes have had a falconry component in them. And it's only because I find it infinitely interesting. And I want to talk about it. And I, apparently Hounds on XP has become the podcast for falconers to come join. So, hey. <laughs> to all our bird brains out there, welcome. Yeah, that's all I got well, to say. And the yeah, fact no that doubt. you can pair up a falcon with dogs, and a lot of people do put the two together. This guy right here. I'm pointing right at him mm-hmm. in my little box here. <laughs> There's quite a yeah, few. No doubt. I mean, I'd never seen I'd never seen and never thought it was possible, but some of the videos you put out, Chad, on um falconry and your your yog terrier you know here's here's why isn't the yog terrier trying to rip the falcon apart it's because of training you know it's because it's cool yeah they just learn it's it's the vip you know like it's this is part of the team you know and and yags have a habit you know and a reputation for being wild and unruly and you know unpredictable and that's just not the case i mean if you take a dog that is truly driven is very confident and has a high pain tolerance i mean literally that is safer to me i have a video where um a young bird uh, a very very young bird in its first year got a little mixed up and and instead of grabbing the rabbit grabbed the terrier and uh, the rabbit got into a hole and the terrier ran up to the hole and the, the hawk has the dog by the top of the head, my terrier, my yag terrier. And she's going around from hole to hole, peeking her head in the holes and, and a softer dog, you know, what, you know, we in the States would consider, uh, you know, a safer dog, a little more predictable dog uh-huh. would have gone into fight or flight sooner and turned on the bird and right. bit it. Like but a beagle or something. Fight, yeah. Yeah. Or, or, you know, I don't know insert your breed here i'm just you know, wearing this wanna... spiky horrible hat like yeah, yeah, yeah. i might as well keep hunting but there's a rabbit yeah, exactly. it, there's it's, a rabbit yeah. it's chasing rabbits with hot sauce is what yeah. it is you know it's just you know <laughs> and and you know and but my point is is, is a softer natured dog might have gone into fight or flight and turned on the bird whereas the yag terrier has an incredible pain tolerance and is super confident it's just it's it has the drive to just keep going no, yeah it's all good dude so, <laughs> yeah would yeah, you so say would you say that they're highly trainable dogs? Incredibly. Yeah. Incredibly. And the more they, like, to me, personally, the more a dog wants, the easier it is to manipulate <coughs> them. You know, it's dogs that don't really care. You bring out a toy and you're like, you want this? And it's like, eh, maybe. You know, what about this treat? Eh, I could do without it. You know, like, That's what about praise? Eh, I don't really need it. And, you know, you can't manipulate that. It's hard to work with it. Right. But yeah. you take an animal and show, hey, do you want this toy? And they're like doing backflips with their eyes rolling back in their head. Some people are like, way too much. I'm like, I could, I could teach that thing calculus. You know, like it's, 
there's <laughs> the want to's there, you know, like everything else follows behind. You just got to, you know, repetition and consistency. So yeah. So, one of the things that I've noticed out of my yog so far, he killed, he, so he got in a log yesterday and, uh, the other two dogs. dogs in a log. Didn't even, yep. And, um, he got inside a log and I was like, okay, what's he got? And I didn't know if it was a coon or a possum. Well, eventually a possum comes out of the log with him and the other two dogs are piling on. He's so focused on the possum. He didn't care what else was in there with him. He was just like, this is mine. I'm, I'm, I'm hanging on to it. Any other dog over the years, you know, I thought it was pretty smart because when you, when you knock a coon out of a tree, you know, and a dog, you're trying to teach him the release command. You put one hand on the collar, you put one hand on their flank right in front of their back leg, and you just pick up that skin right there, and and you just say, out, we're done. Mm -hmm. And every hound, I've never seen a hound that that won't release, that won't release when you do that to them. Not him, buddy. <laughs> I mean, it is like, it's yeah. like, no, he doesn't care. And, and it's one of those deals where you're stepping on the possum and you're stretching him out. And and almost choking him, like you that know, dog or, could be or, near death. And yeah, I mean, he's not letting go. The drive is unbelievable, but they just figure stuff out so quick, so quick. That's one thing I was um, ready for, but also really had to completely retool my thought because I grew up with like working style breeds, like pointers and stuff, and they're so trainable, they're so biddable. Then you work with these kinds of dogs. They just, sighthounds, they don't care at all. If you don't have something they're super interested in, which is usually food, they don't, they're just so independent and so, so meek. I, I heard a guest once, I was interviewing a guest long ago, um, Luke Pywell, and that's how he described him. And I was like, yes, you're right. That's the perfect word for him. They're just meek. meek they're very yeah. shy in their heart. And so you can be very, you don't have to be so hard on them to get them to do what you want. They're very sensitive animals. And so I've become this like very soft-spoken trainer just because you don't really have to be harsh with them. They're just so, so sensitive. So it's kind of nice. Like, you know, I, I kind of like, like that. They're, 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 not... they're hard-headed, but they're very sensitive. Yeah. They're like they not do some not. stuff naturally. Say that like again, instinctively. Chad? I said they did, but what I find is so neat about the sighthounds, and of course there's a lot of different things you could, you know, there's always outliers and ones that go against the grain. But as a rule of thumb, I've always joked around about sidehounds is like they either do it naturally or you, you can't almost not get them to do it at all. I you agree. Know? So I like agree with, more. with the trot, you know, I have to teach it like, okay, you're going to go swim across the lake, go all the way to the other side, hundred yards, 300 yards over there, find the duck, bring it to me. Don't chew it, bring it back, sit in front. You know, you got to do all this stuff to work at it. And then you turn around and the sidehound runs three, four miles away kills a jackrabbit and then immediately turns around and runs it all the way back to you, spits it out of your feet and goes about it. And you don't teach it anything. Yeah. Nothing at all. They just, you know, that. but if it didn't do that, if it didn't do it naturally, you couldn't, you know what I'm saying? Totally like, agree. You couldn't make it do it. Yep. So, yep. Uh, but, and then at the same time, like how much work would it have to take to teach, you know, uh, a cur dog or whatever to run five miles away. We're out of sight and then turn around and come back the, to the exact point. Cause you know, Correct me if I'm wrong, Seth, with, with mine, as long as you stay where you were, yes. they'll come right back. They come to you. back. Like, yep. Right yep. back to you. And without any training, you don't have to teach them anything. Yeah. They just, they do, just it. do it. 
So, one thing I think so. is, is like you were saying though, is they don't, if they don't want to do it, it's it's like sit. I don't train any of my hounds sit. None of them. I don't train them anything but come, load up in the buggy, and get them, which is the easiest command in the world to train. Yeah. But like you know, it's get it, it's um like you were saying, why would I train them sit? And uh, one a gentleman I hunt with sometimes, his name is David Heiss. He's an older guy. He's like eighty. But, you know, he made a joke. I was like, yeah, I don't teach my hounds sit. And he's like, how many jackrabbits do you catch sitting? And I was like, ooh, I like that. Yeah. A lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of show dog people don't teach their dogs to sit because then the dog will want to sit in the ring instead of stand. But mm-hmm. that's kind mm-hmm. of different. I, I ask my dogs to sit and wait before I feed them. So that's just. I do too. Yeah. They have to sit I down do and they have to wait. And Ridge is the best at it. He's a good boy. The best there's, at everything. there's no free, <laughs> yeah. no free meals around here. They work for every meal they get. If it's just simple sit, if it's just a you know a, a hold command or a get back command, whatever it is, you know I try to make a dog do something, and then use it as a training experience mm-hmm. for them every time. Mm-hmm. It's too easy. That's the way I love yeah. to train. Everybody thinks you got to do these like hour long sessions. I love teaching a dog and. 60 seconds a day, every day, you know, like, so you're taking small steps. Well, they don't but... get worn out over it or mm-hmm. like, um, just bored for, of training. Mm-hmm. They don't realize they're getting trained or me either. You know, like an hour mm-hmm. long is gosh, it's work. But if it's 60 seconds a day, okay. I could squeeze that in, you easy. know, yep. anywhere it's yep. too easy. And, and that's, I don't do this with all of my hounds, but uh, Chris, I'd like to, you said, get back. Are you talking about like, have you ever had like a bay where the hounds are up there baying it out on a rock ledge or whatever? And then you want to call your dogs the back, get back so that somebody could take a shot. Is that the get back you're talking about? Get back for me is like, it's a dog box, mm-hmm. you know, when, oh, you're, when yeah. you're trying to select a dog. Yes. And, and I was really amazed and started pushing me down this path when I hunted with Shorty uh, Gorham in Texas. You know, he he invites his dogs to the entrance to come out of the box. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, a get back is always, I don't allow my dogs to mob me at the, at the food pan. When I go in the kennel to, to feed, then I expect good citizens. And when I say get back, I expect them to be in the doghouse and wait for me to say you're free mm-hmm. and come out. And then they, they, they can eat. Um, you know, my wife says I'm a control freak, but dogs like that kind of structure. Yeah. You know, they like that release. They like the point where you're like, you're free. It's like, eat party time, you know? Yeah, I yep. did that today with Piper. And, and so, so get back for me is that command when, like your crate training a dog. When I open the door on the crate, and and tough gets crated every night so i crate him the next day when i come back it's like get back and he sits in the crate until i say you're free and now we're to the stage where when i say you're free then he comes out and he sits in front of the kennel and i i give him his reward and then okay let's go and boom he's he's wild man from then on <laughs> uh you know i get he gets that that release so my command at bay ups and things like that is we're done you know if we're we're at a bear tree uh friday and we walk in and all the dogs are there and i just reach down 
look at Cage and say, and Diablo, we're done. And they follow me away from the tree. You know, mm -hmm. that's their that's their release command at the tree. I use okay, done. Yeah, I guess I use done too, but sometimes it works better than others. Like when you got a bear ten feet up, it doesn't work very well. <laughs> yeah. I guess what I'm talking about, I I I pulled from hog hunting, and I know a lot of houndsmen have been doing it long before I have too. You know, but specifically for bay and shoot with pigs. You, so you have a, you know, a yeah. one boar or a number of pigs or whatever, wadded, you know, wadded up in a, in a briar bush, you know, and then you have however many cur dogs, terriers, hounds, all, all of the above. And they're all bouncing around in front of the, of the hog and you're trying to get a shot. So like my get back to me, I do a lot of the same things you guys are talking about as well. I love free in the kennel. I, I base my, every single dog, doesn't matter what it is, starts with the crate games that you're talking about, Chris. Um, but, uh, with, with, with a get back, I start this in the kennel with the bulls, just like you guys are saying, so that you can line up, get ready for to take the shot and then yell, get back. And you get like two seconds, maybe three seconds, like one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three, but they'll lunge yeah. out of the way. They'll jump back from that pig. Like he's electric. And then you can take your shot and then they're, they're right. back in again. And, you know, we use that for hogs, bear and lion. If they're, you know, if they're up in a tree, you don't have to worry about it, but if they're rocked up, you know, that can be right. bad. And I've even used it one time when they were on some slick rock and some were going to go off. So we weren't even taking a shot, but I just ran in there screaming, get back, get back, get back. And they all at least knew what I was talking about, you know? Yeah, Bubba Allen uses that same thing. We we interviewed him last year, I think, in Texas. And uh, he does a lot of um, nuisance control work with mm -hmm. hogs. And, and so he gives a command and the dogs give him that break and he's able to make it a, a good clean shot at that point when you guys you have, yep. when you guys have an animal up a tree like a bear or lion like something bigger um do you guys always leash your dogs up if you're going to take that animal down or have you called them back to you where you're taking the shot from and then shot the animal and not had them leashed Almost all of mine, I tie back for a shot. Yeah. I, I misunderstood you in the beginning. Yeah, like if, if you're going to shoot it, yeah, they come down, they are not happy. <laughs> yeah, no, so I'm, like I'm the, out, I'm the same. out west, we, we've had like a lot of dogs out and we don't care. We didn't carry like leashes. I carried like two and we called, we call every single tree that I was at. We call all the dogs back and they come, even mine came back to pretty much where we were shooting from. And then you shoot, and the bear came comes down, and that's that. It's cr well, crazy. Do they stay they're, back or do they run in? Oh, they when the bear starts coming down, they all run in, and then so it's a safety exactly. issue. Yeah. But so far, it's been okay. That's that's why I tie back. I always Bingo. started tying back. I even started tying back on coon trees, because when you get a fifteen pound coon falling thirty feet, it could break a, a dog's back absolutely so i just tie everything back and and that now if i'm in training season or i have no intention of 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 taking the game that's in the tree i don't tie you know and and i know heath heath and those guys over there every tree they go to you get there and everything's that's, tied that's back how it is in wisconsin like bear hunting and i'm and, not um, not a fan yeah well i think it's it's more of a deal where everything's it it provides some order at that point 
you know, to the chaos right there. Everybody's got everything tied back. You're avoiding problems. So when I go to Virginia, I tie back. If I go to Idaho, we don't ever tie anything back if we're not planning on if we're planning on getting the boomstick out, then stuff gets tied back. Yeah, specifically for when it comes down. Yeah, that's what I'm afraid of. It's not so yeah, much the yeah. shot, it's when it's on its way out and five or six start piling on, they they start losing their brains and will grab a hold yeah. of the pointy yeah. end and, and right. Yeah, you competition, competition you have to always tie them back. So it's kind of one of those ingrained things. Is it a rule or it's like no, it's like no. respect. It's just it's it's one of those deals. Like if I tie my dog up, I know he's not going to leave. You know, <laughs> that, that's the way it used to be in the old days, and it's just hey. been kind of a traditional thing. When you get there, you tie your dog up and you tie it back, even if he's by himself. You're tie- you've got him tied back away from the tree so people can move around the tree. People can operate, shine the tree, everything. You know where the dog is all the time, so you're not worried about where the dog is. So, yeah. You're supposed to hand. It says handle your dog in the rules when all dogs are handled. So handled has taken on the meaning of the dog is leashed and he's secure. Now, if you had a dog that, that could follow you around, and walk at heel with you the whole time off leash, I would say that that dog's handled. I've done that. Like when we are walking to like a new spot or something like that, and everybody has their dog leash. I'm like, I just, can I just walk with her? Like, can, and they let me. So. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, we all have our own signs of, or, words that we use like get back out down free you know yeah i use just if you know how to get in the dog box and then i call them by name to come out the door right thing about dogs is tone is so important the way you talk to them and the tone of voice that you use you use a happy voice you use a gruff voice you know i mean you can sit there and talk to a dog and be like you're an idiot. Oh, you're the dumbest thing I ever saw. They're oh like, my Yay. goodness. You're just, I, I don't know why I have Yeah. I don't know why I keep you. And that dog's just like, Oh, that's great, man. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they don't understand that they understand action and they understand tone. And the cadence is something else. I've, yeah. I've really, yeah. It doesn't even matter yeah. what you say. You know, you get like uh, some people, if they say it the same way, get down, get down at a long distance. All the dogs hearing is, brah, brah. you know, it's, they don't even hear the words. They just hear the enunciations. And I the swear my yeah. wife is the same way. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Get down! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with everything you're saying. Yeah, and how different dogs take it differently. Like, Cedar is very meek. And the same tone that I can use on other dogs, I cannot use on her. But... Yep. Maybe she's. Hey, we've burned up almost an hour here, and there's some stuff that we want to do, and I don't even know. We can't even do it. We're gonna have to record another podcast on how brain stuff. I saw what you got in your hand there, Chris. I've I've heard your uh, Grammy award. Your Grammy award-winning album coming out soon. Oh my! What the old the old? How did we get on this? How did we get on the? I'll tell you how. If you were listening to the Patreon page. Uh, I was talking about how I went to see uh, internationally acclaimed 
um, Mongolian folk metal band, The Who. And they were playing a bunch of crazy instruments I'd never even seen before. And one of them was the jaw harp. And uh, I posted it and you were like, yo, Chris was like, I know how to play this thing. And you started playing it, and then uh. you sent us a very strange all-black recording. It was like you in the dark or something, so no one would know you were playing. <laughs> and I don't think Lauren, Lauren and Chad have heard it. Play it. I mean, I've heard other people play it, but you also mentioned it, like, Seth, in a Facebook post or uh, yeah, that's uh, right. show notes or something. There it is. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that's a yeah, D I, I... for effort right there. <laughs> D for effort? Yeah. All right. All right. So, yeah, I got called out on this dude. Seth is like, oh, you can. Well, I had to actually order a new, a new jaw harp, juice harp, whatever you want to call it in the, in the hill, the hillbillies call it a jaw harp. But, uh, yeah, let's see what yeah, we're going to do with it. this thing. Are we, are we, uh, I'm waiting. You're waiting. We're waiting. Somebody start chanting. I can't. Okay. <laughs> Is there... I'm just headbanging over here. We might need to cut this down. And... Do you even know what song that was? No, I couldn't. It's because you're not a freaking hillbilly. That's why. <laughs> Seth, what song was that? Dude, I grew up in New Mexico. I don't know. That was... Was that like... Ah. I don't know. I couldn't I tell. Did, I High on the mountaintop, what do I see? Bear tracks, bear tracks, looking back I at think me. you need to work on your, like, note change. Okay, so let's go ahead and mute Lauren right now. <laughs> and cut her completely off the team. <laughs> Just a hater. <laughs> I'm saying this. I want someone to make a TikTok or Facebook remix to that song and them singing. Houndsman XP fans, go. I'm calling you all out. There you go. <laughs> yep, no doubt. No doubt. Well, Very you called nice. me out. Thanks, Chris. I'll, I'll Round send, of applause. I'll Round of send, applause. Yes. I'll go ahead and send Lauren one of these does, and she can she can show us how to play. Does it hurt or like vibrate? Like if you had a filling or something, does it like feel no, weird? No, not mouth? at all. No. Not at all. It's just uh it's controlled by your diaphragm and by your uh, the air chamber that you create in your mouth. Mm -hmm. And like you can just sit here and just pluck it. It doesn't do anything, but it's a very interesting instrument. Yeah, it's like it's like one of the oldest musical instruments ever. Is you know some people say it was developed in China, and uh, hit Silk Road and and uh, spread across the world. Huh. But most people in America think it's hillbilly. Yeah, but it was actually it was actually created for the King's Court, and if you if you do a lot of research on it. 
and uh, they made TEDx's about Jews harps and all kinds of stuff. So I want to know the first crazy. guy who made that instrument, made that sound. He's like, guys, I got a great yeah. idea. Check this out. I'm gonna jam out hard. Well, like forget like cart forget cartoons. spraying on a piece of wood. Like I'm gonna throw this piece of metal in my mouth. <laughs> oh yeah, that does sound like a cartoon sound effect. It's where it came from. Oh. So as you draw air across the tongue, it's called the tongue, the, the, the little springy part here in the middle. It's called the tongue. And, um, you know, you just make different sounds with it. Huh. That might be more intricate than the French horn and the cornet that I played. Did you play any instruments, Chad? Uh, no. No, not even a little bit. <laughs> This is. I'm sensing a new Houndsman XP intro song right now. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's you guys, that's on you guys. I mean, I don't. I think people might turn it off at that point. Not continue can you do like, Can you do like Bohemian you, Rhapsody by Queen? <laughs> oh my gosh. Mama. Okay, wait. No, no. Don't even attempt it. We're saving this for the Patreon page. This is bonus <laughs> content. Okay. Don't you dare do Bohemian Rhapsody on air right now. <laughs> 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 I see a little silhouette of Patapoosh, Patapoosh, Patapoosh. Guys, <laughs> this is, yeah. I, I cannot believe that I'm, Chris, of, of, of your um, many admirable characteristics, I will say good on you for playing it on air. That was uh... a... <laughs> <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see if it comes across the way, the way obviously... Uh, I only have, you know, I don't have talents like that. I only have talents when it comes to male dogs. Yeah. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> wow. All right. Well, we've been running about an hour and two minutes. Are we going to save Houndbrain stuff? Or are we going to do that? I don't know. We have a lot of episodes that are an hour and a half. Do you want to dive into it? It's up to you, brother. People can pause it and then pick it up the next day on their drive to work. I'm fine with it. Yeah, we got the time to do it. Um, yeah. So we kind of started goofing around and and. Uh, Coming up with all kinds of, you know, how do you know if you're a houndsman? You know, how do you have how, if you've got, if, you're a real houndsman. If <laughs> we have we have discovered an affliction. I, let's set this thing up right. We have discovered an affliction that true houndsmen have. You know, in it, and there's several signs that you might be suffering from this affliction, and um, we just started making a list on different things. So, uh, you might have a how you might have houndsman brain. I'll just start it off with the first one. Have you guys got the list pulled up? No, but I can go to our drive. Okay. Yeah. So, all right. So I'll just, I'll just run through them. You might have a houndsman brain. If you've spent the grocery money on dog food. We've all um, done that. I need to look. How about this? Is like a, a vocal thing? A put a this down. is a vocal thing. No, it's a put a Hang on down a second. <laughs> yeah, this is a vocal show. There's no, there's no video. So you know, head nods and yeah. things like sorry, that. Sorry, sorry, crowd. There's I was laughing, no but I had my mic, my mic uh, muted there. But <laughs> so I have definitely gone to like a food pantry because I'm more poor because I spend money on dog food and not people food. Yeah. Yeah. All right. The next one is 
You've been accused of cheating because you spend all your time texting and talking to other houndsmen. Oh, yeah. My friend had an huh? $800 long-distance bill. Chad's got an oh, yeah. Chad's <laughs> got an oh, yeah. You have to be in a relationship <laughs> for that to experience? happen, so no. <laughs> There's a oh, no, Chad, <laughs> Chad, what's your experience with that? Oh, plenty. Uh, we, my wife and I have been married for like 19 years now, I think, you know, and, and most of it has had a terrier or a hound or some type of dog involved or a and, big gulp yeah. cup. It's just been a yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mini, <laughs> mini late night text, you know, or, or, you know, vet care or something where a buddy texts me and I sleepily pick up the cell phone and then roll out of bed and go to the other room. Like, who are you talking to? Ah, Fred had a snake bite or something. <laughs> Let me see. Oh, really? Here, you know, like, kind of thing. So yeah, yeah m- many, many of that. You know, when I explained it to her, I made sure I had my cadence just right. No, honey. There, there you go. It's a friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You've ever missed a family gathering to pick up lost hounds? Have you ever? Have you done that, Chad? Oh yeah. Yeah, like late night, they go down into a canyon, and you you, you can't get down from there, so you got to drive two hours around the other side and come down into it, and you know then you're you're late. Heck, uh, my wife and I got married. I had I couldn't get all the pig blood underneath my fingernails out when we got married. So. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, I miss Casey. family gatherings because I'd rather field trial sometimes or do something else. <clears throat> That can't, that's a good one. You know, go to our grandmother's 100th birthday or go to a water race. (laughs) She's seen a hundred. It's enough. Lauren's like, ah, she's had enough of those. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So, so yeah, there's, there's another one for your list. If you've been married with wild game blood underneath your fingernails, you might have hound brain. <laughs> yeah there you go i like yep. it i like it yeah uh let's see here you've collected pocket change for the year to offset fuel prices for hunting season anytime i see spare change i go oh money and i pick it up always doesn't matter what all right so so when you bring your spare change home are you the type that pulls your change out of your pocket and you just you know, you save that every night or I got a, I got a Tupperware on my, on my kitchen, like cabinet area. And it's just full uh-huh. of change, mostly pennies, which is really a bummer because they're wor- essentially worthless, but I'm going to take that thing to a coin star. Me and my wife are guessing, I got probably about 80 bucks worth of coins in there would be my guess. So I'm going to, I'm going to cash it in for, you know, one bag of dog food now because prices are <laughs> insane. Ugh. My coins, yeah. my coins are always mixed up with 22 and 17 shells. So it's like all one jar all together. <laughs> yeah, you left a bunch oh of 17 God. shells at my house, by the way. My truck, I still have your magazine full of 17 shells in my Tacoma. Well, you're just going to have to buy a Savage uh, 17 rifle and yeah. you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so my, my coins, I actually separate them. I've got a shelf in my bedroom right there. You are OCD. I, well, it's easier. Uh. It's easier to do it this way. When you take two seconds and separate your quarters, your dimes, your nickels, and your pennies, man. Who do you have buried in go... your backyard? <laughs> <My question. laughs> no. So it's uh, I've got two quart jars full of quarters. I've got a, 
the pint jars I, I usually use for uh, dimes because they're a little easier. But, yeah, I separate the change for sure. Yep. All right. The next one. Uh, this is a good one, and, and there's one person that will understand this. Um, you've driven 30 hours through a snowstorm to meet some dude you've never met at a secluded cabin in the middle of nowhere to chase a lion. And it's not Brokeback Mountain. It's not. I mean, that... that <laughs> oh, Don't be pointing fingers, go. Big Gulp Mountain. Don't be pointing fingers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Larry Anderson will absolutely, I wrote that one. Larry Anderson will absolutely understand that one. I drove from Indiana. We, we, we found one another on Facebook for this enchanted meeting. And, uh, I drove from Indiana to Condon, Montana and, uh, rented the cabin and everything. And, and both our wives were so, they wouldn't go. They're like, Nope, not going. What? Just go along. We'll have a good time. Nope, not going. He could be an axe murderer. <laughs> I've met multiple people <laughs> off the internet and hunted with them, and uh, it's come. It's it's been good so far. But I do a careful amount of vetting. I'm just gonna say this on air. You know what I'm saying? So if you want me to come hunting with you, I've I've been watching. You know what I mean? But Michael Sula, <laughs> I mean, shout out to that guy. I met him totally random on the internet. That's turned out to be one of my my good friends, man. That guy's awesome. I yeah. I feel like it's yeah. way less risky, honestly, if you're a man doing these things than what I've done as a woman. A woman. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Uh, you've always got to bring. That, yeah, that, you know the whole yeah. feminist in me. Whatever. Well, our, <laughs> our, our last bite dog is passed, and we're about to get into another one. Um, but Gitmo, our, our Malinois, always went everywhere with my wife and. She was about as good as you could get. Uh, she just put them in the back of the truck and then opened the, the cap. And she's bought saddles and this and that, you know, met with people. And he always, it, it kind of worked out. It was a, you know, I need like a 10 year old dog, yeah, like a 10 year old bite dog trained. So the other car would pull up and they'd get out and he'd just give one bark. Argh! And like, I am here. <laughs> you know what I need? Yeah. I need a little protection dog like Bogan, like Josh Michaelis has got. Don't give him any credit. That guy, he doesn't know what he's doing. Well, I don't know what I'm doing either, but I'm, you know, I'm just saying. Yeah, why would you why would you pick a a freaking blue or a red healer to be your protection dog? I mean, it's like talk about pushing a rock well, uphill. I'll, I'll tell you one thing. I don't think right now I could handle a Malinois or a Dutchie. So, or you know. Well, you couldn't handle a a red healer that you got to talking to biting somebody either <laughs> all right well, i re i retract my statement yeah those dogs have like the biggest they're bite ferocious record. they're ferocious yeah, yeah. well yeah. I, everybody likes to knock on them like uh, you know they aren't a, a guard dog but they're a watch dog like I've, I've broken it down like i mean think about it you know if somebody's got like a big cur dog and let's say bad guy is coming you know the dog can go out there and bark at you you could shoot him you could kick it you could you know hit it with a stick or something like that. Have you ever tried to kick a Chihuahua? It's impossible. It's literally impossible. You cannot kick a Chihuahua. It's like a robotic drone football that can just like move everywhere. It, it's going to, you know, like, and if you got a pack of the rascals, you know, like if I had like five or six of them out on the property, somebody's going to pull up. There's going to be six or seven little yappy dogs. You can't kick them. You can't shoot them. 
You can't get close enough to hit them with a stick. They're just going to back up like you're a bear. They're going to bay you like a bear. They're, they're the perfect <laughs> They're the perfect watchdog. Hey, did you, you know? grow up in southern New Mexico or what? Because you're speaking packs of loose chihuahuas. I'm like, dude, this is just my entire life. Oh, like... you know, they think they need a really big dog if all they want is a watchdog. You know? And even if you get the big dog, let them be the big guns. A lot of times those things can be a little aloof. You know, have one big dog guy. in the back and two or three chihuahuas up front. That's about as good as it gets. I mean, if a mosquito farts <laughs> loud, the chihuahuas are going to tell you about it. You it's know? true. I really like your point about how they bay you like a bear. It's so yeah, true. They, they, yeah. They keep yeah, right out of distance. Oh, it's a little dog. A uh, little dog, I'll just kick it. No, you're not. It's impossible to kick a chihuahua. <laughs> you know? What? Pele it's just like, couldn't kick a chihuahua, you know, like it's not going to happen. <laughs> it's just like the, the deal we put out this, this week, uh, on the handgun selection. You know, I used to carry Keltec 32 and P and all my cop friends were like, Oh, uh, you know, I'm carrying a nine millimeter. I'm carrying a Smith and Wesson 40 or whatever. It's like, how many do, do, of these do you want in your face? You know, it, same way with the chihuahua, you know, it's, it's, Nobody wants to get bit by a Chihuahua or a Malinois or a freaking Mastiff. You know, it's all relevant. I've been bit by my fair share of Chihuahuas. It's not, it's, it sucks. Yeah, I agree. It sucks. <laughs> yeah. It's a sting. Yeah. <laughs> it's a distraction for sure. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Let's move on because we got to, I'm not going to run through all these. There's no way. There's um, so many. <laughs> no. Told it, have you ever told your mom you were going out partying so you could stay all, stay out all night coon hunting? Well, you guys have. That was going to say. Might have. <laughs> I don't. I no. I didn't get into it till I was older, so I could. I yeah. didn't have anyone to answer to. I did. I did. I used to tell my mom, "Hey, I'm going to go hang out at my buddy's house and spend the night over there." Well, who's going to be there? Oh, he's going to have a few friends over, and really, I was out coon hunting. You know. All night long. And then they so. tell their parents that they were coming over to your house to stay there. Yeah. You know, that's both right. parents think yeah, you guys right. are just staying over at each other's houses and you could, I was running pigs. So. I mean, I did that for New Year's Eve yeah. one night when I was like actually going to party somewhere that I shouldn't have gone. Right. And then I got in trouble. Well, I got one on right. here that right. I, there's one on here, Chris, that I, I, that is like my entire life. What? It says you let your hounds eat and drink on the road before you do. Dude, always. Yeah. And I always tell my nephew, take care of your hounds first. You know what I, I think mean? I wrote that one. I wrote the last <laughs> yep. three. Four. Last wrote well, that's four. Yeah. Um, we're gonna skip a couple of these because I'm not sure they're PG. <laughs> uh left your family at church because your hunting buddies said they needed backup on a mean bear. You did you that, Chris. That? Huh? You did that, Chris, didn't you? No, I, I don't live in bear country, but I've heard of guys that, you know, they'll be at church and somebody will get a text or whatever. And it's like half the church leaves because somebody's <laughs> got a bear going, you know, there's a there's a That's redneck awesome. honor system, though, about the same thing with getting stuck. See where I'm from. It's always getting stuck. So it's yay, yay, I'm stuck out in the middle of nowhere. Come get a posse and get me out. Whoosh. The redneck caravans rolling. You know what I mean? Yeah, you bet. <laughs> You bet. Which has come really good for in handy for me. One time I got my truck high centered on a dune at midnight near the Mexican border, and all my boys came and found me and got me out. All I had to dig was a dog bowl. So I was on my hands and knees digging with a dog bowl, trying to dig through like a huge <laughs> dune. And uh yeah. 
Mm-hmm. So houndsman brain is no doubt is universal. <laughs> Next houndsman brain thing: your credit card charges are more for dog and hunting related things than anything else. Oh, story of all of our lives. It's. That's one of Lauren's. Yeah, that's mine. I would love to, you know how like you can look at your credit card and like see what categories you spend money in, in, like gas, restaurants, whatever. I would love to see it calculate on like dog stuff because it doesn't always calculate right. But yeah. We'll get a hold of Citibank and say, hey, you need to add this category. U.S. Bank. Yeah. U.S. Bank, yeah. Citibank, whatever. Well, and yeah. recently it's been vet bills, like holy hell. But yeah. when I started hunting yeah. with dogs, I used to say this a lot. People would be like, "Oh, you love rabbit hunting," or they'd be like talking about. I'm sorry, they'd be like, "Oh, you love elk hunting," and we're like, "I'm too poor to elk hunt. I just chase jackrabbits with dogs." And one day, my brother was like, "You got to stop saying that, dude, because you spend ten thousand times more money to catch a jackrabbit with a but- dog than you do to go shoot an elk. Like, there's no denying that." And I was like, "Man, you're exactly like- right." <laughs> The gas that I buy, like, I don't commute for work. I barely go to the grocery store. I don't go out. So, like, pretty much all my gas is hunting related. You know, the Just truck. Just on Friday. Well, a couple times a month. And, yeah. like, the camper is strictly pretty much for hound stuff. Yeah. You know. I just bought a new the, truck. Every, that, thing, that thing will be condemned oh, after it's, you get done hound hunting. Oh, my gosh. It's already worse for wear like one window ripped off on the highway and i have acrylic on there um the dogs have ripped the shades so i have to buy new shades and new screen like dude when you were at my house your dogs jumped through your window like two times <laughs> I <don't, laughs> yeah. you think i would have learned my lesson right one time i made the mistake of knocking on her door at like seven in the morning and i forgot all her dogs were in there that was a mistake i knocked on her door and it was just like just a deafening roar of hounds barking (laughs) i mean i was like oh my gosh i forgot there's four dogs in there like 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 i was awake this is like a 10 foot camper 11 yeah it's a, a camp light 11 fk yeah 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 you're crazy crazy you're crazy crazy well the reason we I, I I like all those. If you if you if you have another one, drop it on our Facebook page and you know just title it Houndbrain and add to this list. So it's kind of fun stuff to think about the craziness that we go through for uh, to keep these hounds. Yes, be in it every day, especially for Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> I finally did. I finally did go to the doctor about my knee, and I, so yeah, yeah. Put that we'll off for that long enough. Another podcast. Do you know what it just happened right now? It started raining right now. This is good, wonderful. Anyway, uh, we just got yeah. over seven inches of rain, and it's not good here. Everything. I haven't ever. had seven inches all year. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds well. Never mind. Crash has. Uh, Wait, ah! has with crash. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how oh, to say boy. that. <laughs> I I didn't I didn't I didn't measure him up. I'm glad. I would be <laughs> sad oh, if you goodness. did. <laughs> yeah. I don't know those statistics. Ugh. I know Chris just grunts. That's the appropriate response. <laughs> just let out a middle aged grunt. <laughs> There's there are so many different directions that I've found my self control in that statement that Chad made. Um, yeah. Don't Somebody worry, I lack know. all self-control. <laughs> 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 I'm just an erratic weirdo. 
Well, I'll create a post on our group um, and you guys can comment what your symptoms are that you have of hound brain, houndsman brain. Cool. Cool. And uh, in the future, there, there'll be an AMA about asking me and Chad about sight hound stuff if you guys want. Uh, maybe that'll be in the future. There will never be an AMA about We don't down. care about that. Ever. What are you talking about? Never. You can even ask us how so are their heads so narrow? You know what I mean? We'll break it down. <laughs> Why do they look like Anubis didn't eat for six weeks? I can break it all down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I give you a hard time about your side hound, Seth. I love I love it, man. It's You'd cool. love it more yeah, from got the cool. hunt. Yeah, you, have, yeah. you have to meet them. You have to. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, hey, I'm going to wrap this one up. And uh, anybody got any final thoughts? Let's go around the round table as I see you on my screen. Seth, you got any final thoughts? I do have some final thoughts. You guys, September has been um, a big month for Hounds on XP. And um, I just wanted to make a quick thing, a quick, a quick, uh, well, Chad helped me out already, but guys, check out the Redbubble store. I want to say one thing. When you're there at the Redbubble store, the Houndsman XP, it's called HXP Official, and there's links all over social media, and there will be more. When you see the list at our shop, you'll see two T-shirts. Now there will be three T-shirts. We're adding an extra design to the Redbubble, so stay tuned for that. By the time you're listening to this, it's there, you guys. Go check it out. Uh, Outer Agenda is a beast, and he's been making awesome logos, and he's got some really unique ones in the works coming up, too. But what I was going to say is you will see two shirts well, three shirts, check out where it says shop all products. So we have a lot more than just shirts. You can put the Houndsman XP logo or any of these custom logos on anything you want. And I've noticed one person immediately got the Houndsman XP on an iPhone case. So someone out there right now texting, got Houndsman XP representing all the time. That's pretty cool. Thanks, guys. Appreciate that a lot. And I was just really excited about that. I just, I love customization. All I wear is custom clothes and the Redbubble store lets you do that. So. Ooh. All I wear is custom clothes. Oh my. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh Someone's going to have to come up with a steak and shake big gulp cup <laughs> tumbler or something. That's, I'm that's sure we can get Derek down. to create a good <laughs> we, graphic for yeah, that. What, what's is the artist's name? Derek. Outer Agenda. Outer Agenda. Yeah, Outer Agenda. Right, there we go. We need to talk to him about, you know, there's probably some trademarks, so I can't quite say steak and shake, but <laughs> something. So there, there's oh, a joke in there somewhere. This, this, this absolutely. This Chad, you have a mission now. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Lauren, you got any final thoughts? Well, our website is up, and maybe by the time that this podcast airs, we will have hit one million. So stay tuned if we haven't drawn for that giveaway for the Whitaker Brothers uh, garment holster and the knife. Uh, we'll be doing that very shortly. Um, so Seth mentioned Redbubble. So you can just find that super easy. You can go to our website, houndsmanxp.com. You hit on the shop link, boom, right there, ready to go. Um, and then we're having another giveaway coming up. After we've hit 1 million, we're going to celebrate again. And we're doing another giveaway. And you guys are going to be super, super excited about it. I know I want one of these paintings. Um, so stay tuned. And I will be posting all about it. The website's so awesome. Go check it out. It really is. Houndsmanxp.com. Sue, it's easy to find. Can't. Uh, I don't know how you could screw that up. Chad, what you got? Closing oh, thoughts. Yeah, I don't really have much to add. You know, it just uh, that 
it's hunting season's right there. It's soon to have, you know, tree videos, sidehounds smashing stuff, the falcon, pointer dogs. Duck season should be opening pretty soon around here. So I'll have all kinds of cool stuff to share here pretty soon. It's it's coming. It's just they haven't opened all the seasons up yet. It's a little too hot still, but yep, it's all I coming. I feel you, brother. You bet. You bet. Well, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Houndsman XP. And um, visit our website, houndsmanxp.com. Shop on Redbubble. And uh, post a picture of the uh, the phone case or when you buy something from Redbubble. Post a picture of it on the Houndsman XP group at um, on Facebook or Instagram at Houndsman underscore XP underscore podcast. Until next time, you follow your hounds and I'll follow mine. See ya.